I'm Brittany. And I'm Tori. And, and this, this is... The Be Afraid of the Dark Podcast. Hello, Spooky Tins. How are you, you beautiful peoples? I'm so not comfy. I'm sorry. Hi. Are you comfy now? No. Get comfy. I have a hair in my mouth. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Good. Such a trainer. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. She got the hair out. She's fine. It's fine. So, YouTube viewers, you're going to see something a little new. Ooh, she got her hair done. I was did and then chop, chop that bitch off. And I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling like a boss-ass bitch. I told you it would be. Boss-ass oh. bitch moment. She oh. thought when I called her, because I called her, and I was like, Britt, I'm thinking about chopping my hair off. She's like, oh. <laughs> okay, but to be completely frank, you know, like, how you have those, like, unspoken, well, not, they're not unspoken, but, like, how you- like one time you're showing like old pictures and you see that one haircut and your friend goes in that like split moment never let me chop my hair off oh yeah and then like three years down the line they call you and they're like i'm gonna chop my hair off and then you're trying to like file system in your head like um um am i supposed to let this happen um um um, um, (laughs) i twitch and then your eye goes and then you're like i'm malfunctioning (laughs) system overload (laughs) So I was like, I don't know if I should let this happen. Like, <laughs> am I, is she going to blame me in like a week? And she's like, oh, I can't believe you let this happen. I came to you and you made me look like this. Exactly. So I was like, I didn't want to come off sounding not supportive. But at the same time, I didn't want to be like, hell yeah, bitch. Because one, I thought, I thought your long hair is beautiful, but I think, you definitely fit shorter hair i do too like i don't this is my this is like my moment that i'm telling you if i come oh no i'm never no you're not chopping your hair my face is too elongated for short hair i was worried my face was too fat no you're beautiful thank you don't talk like that um I i don't i don't yep it's green I think we're good. It's green. It's good. You guys, we're we're trying this new like recording thing yeah, uh, right now. So we're, yeah, we're, we're yep, we're good. We're, we're good. good. We're good. Okay. We're just nervous. So things <laughs> don't typically work out well for us. This is new. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about I just like I was thinking about it on the way over here today. Do we have strong like Midwestern accents? I was told that I have a very Midwestern accent. And I was like, excuse me, what? So I went to Arby's. Okay, out of all places. Yes, I went to Arby's, okay? Like the most Midwestern thing. <laughs> I know. Oh, so good, though. Yeah. And um, the lady at the drive-thru was from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And she goes, out of all the people that have come through my drive-thru, you have the harshest Midwestern accent I've ever Which heard. Which is so weird, because, like, listening to you talk, I don't hear an accent at all. But, of course we don't hear it. I don't even hear your Uper accent. <laughs> and you're literally in the same state as me. Just over a bridge. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Would it be a podcast without Brittany Burps? No. I, you know what? Sorry, I'm so squirrelish tonight. 
you know how like you get like a face oil and you rub your eye and then your eye hurts your eye is turning red you look like you're high in one eye it burns i'm not gonna lie quit touching it i gotta get the oil out i can't then go pour some water in it fill a cap full of water dump it in your eye no i'm good i'll just look like i'm half stoned that works. <laughs> I can't live. My, I, I can't function today. My head is like pew, 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 all over the place. Yeah. Mood. Well, I'm currently like not, this is like, I did that noise. And then all of a sudden I was thinking about the video game that me and Marshall were playing last night. Like <laughs> that's how my brain is today. I am so, oh, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> It shut down. <laughs> it like was like, yep, uh, access. Like that. we are done. This relationship is <laughs> brain to mouth relationship over. Severed connection. <laughs> I was definitely tired of our bullshit. I can't. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm getting over being sick, so you may hear a lot of coughing. I'm gonna fight the mic stand. Oh my god. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that it's just. (coughs) This is what I get for buying a piece of crap. Crap off of Amazon. (laughs) I'm literally going to lose it tonight. And okay, you're just going to see me like hold the mic, I guess. Because why does yours stay so nice? It's because mine gets abused and taken off and all the the time. Well, okay, so here's here's what actually happened. Um, Fiona and Itty were fighting, and I think they knocked it over. That's why I can't have nice things, damn it. Hey, I try. I can't control that little speaking white beast over there. Of, speaking of the cats, we have crackheads in the house tonight, so if you see cats flying, that's why. Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome to Not That Off. Thank you. That was a mood. I turned off my notifications so they wouldn't get annoying. Stay. Why don't you tighten it up top? Is that is that what I need to do? No, because it's down here. But I can't tighten this up anymore. It's somehow move move it up more. Slide it up more. Now you guys are just hearing about our conversation. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's. What are we doing today? Uh, no, you're missing four one one. Which is a very interesting subject. Yes. And, and a very controversial yes. subject. Which is why we're covering it. Because you should be like, missing people. That doesn't make sense. That's not paranormal. Or is it? But this is definitely going to be like just a, like a one part to this. Because we've got like more stuff that we're going to pertain to this at some point. So you mean it's not a one part like this isn't just a single you mean like this isn't just the yeah like this episode. isn't gonna be like the single episode yeah of no one one like we've got there's so many cases it's really it's truly sad because you know these people go out to do something that they love or you know just something that's supposed to be so innocent and then are just gone, gone in the blink of an eye yeah so and it's it's the stories that don't make sense, right? Um. So, <clears throat> if anybody, oh, shoot, yeah. you know what we forgot? 
What? How was your weekend? Oh, um, good. So, if you don't know, me and my boyfriend are extreme nerds. So, we went to go see in theaters. <clears throat> um, the time I was reincarnated as a slime, which is an anime that they just came out with their first movie. So, we literally went to a noon showing of the movie in theaters. It was really good and super cute. And it's one of my favorite animes. Um, and then I had to go to work for a little bit. Yep, I'm telling you that. And then we went to a hockey game with my brother and his girlfriend. So we had like a little double date. I saw that Alina was there. Alina and Rudy were there. Are you serious? I didn't see them. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I did not leave my seat though. Like at all <laughs> during it. Also, but, my uh, coworker was there. Oh, it was, um, we joked because we had a streak that every game we went to, they won. And this was the first game that they lost. But it was an overtime, though. It was an overtime. Um, but anyway, they lost. And so we were like, my brother and his girlfriend can't come with us anymore. No. They're, or they got to sit clear away. Because, Avi, we can go to games together. Yeah. And they win. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a diehard. And I literally, out of the whim, I was like, I don't have a jersey anymore. Um and just disappeared for like 30 minutes and came back with the jersey. So, <laughs> love that. I was with you. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, how much did you pay for that? And you're like, a lot. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. And you whispered it, a lot. Yeah, jerseys are expensive. My brother was gonna do the same thing. <coughs> yeah. It was so funny. <clears throat> um, but they were out. They were like completely sold out in jerseys. They're waiting for their next season job. Also, they had. Oh, so it was um, Grateful Dead mashup night. Yep. So they had tie-dye jerseys. Yep, like I the saw Grateful, that. And they were auctioning them off at the end of the game. And we're like, God damn it, we want to stay so bad for it. But there's no way. There's no gonna, way you're going to be able to afford that. They're going to be like four or five hundred bucks. But yeah. And that I'm not willing to spend on a jersey. Although if I catch someone in the streets wearing one. They might find me. You go throw some hands. They might find me pulling them into an alley. Oh, shit, Britt. I don't want to, like, hurt them. I'm just going to chokehold them, pass them out, and then take it and run. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. People on here probably think I'm a psychopath because last episode I talked about yep. killing pregnant women to give you babies. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> For all my family that listens, I'm so sorry. Just a psychopath. Oh, I mean, my husband is a, well, Lucas is a, um, has many characteristics of a sociopath, so it's fine. That I knew. That I knew without you even having to tell me. So that's interesting. But anyways, so on Saturday, we went and got tacos at Condado. And they had a new queso, dude. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Anybody that, like, has a condado by them, if you haven't gone, it has crisp Brussels sprouts, bacon with a balsamic glaze. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm not even going to lie. Dude, single-handedly, the best thing I have ever put in my mouth. Ooh. Wow. Ever. That's a lot. And I had a taco that I swear to God literally came 
from the big man himself. It was so good. Dang. They, like, I, they were on point in our server. Heavens was are, like, hard to, like, very hard to please when it comes to I am tacos. a very picky taco person. Yeah. Which is weird because you'd think it's so easy. And I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. I was the child that used to go to Taco Bell when I was little and get literally just the soft shell taco with lettuce, cheese, and tomato. And that was it. No meat. And that's what You're I a ate. fucking rabbit animal. I know. I can't help it. I'm sorry. And then on Sunday, so yesterday, we listened to jazz music with his parents. I love that for you. We went to Turnstiles. It was like a jazz oh, band that was there. And they were like cool. a younger jazz band. They weren't like an older jazz band. I just, I don't know if I'm behind jazz bands. See, I, no, no, no. See, like, I'm been. not a jazz fan. And Lucas yeah. knows that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I've told his parents that I'm not. Because mm-hmm. we went to the Amway with them. Wow, that made me sound bougie as fuck. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so we went to the Amway. Oh, and we were at this gross. bar and a jazz band was playing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is torture. Yeah, I feel like it's hit or miss. But this one was so lively. I don't know. We saw a couple in the parking lot, and she had, like, teased up 80s hair. And Marshall was like, I don't know what band they're going to, but I feel like we need to go. And I was like, yeah. He had, like, a leather jacket. And she had, like, a denim jacket with, like, 80s teased hair. And I was like. Oh, my gosh. Scroll moment. Side note. So next year for New Year's Eve, we have to go to the Amway. They have a big New Year's Eve, like, ballroom, like, ball gown. Sounds expensive. It's not really not that bad. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm trying to buy a house this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. I have a meeting with a mortgage broker tomorrow. I hope you all know this is the first time I've heard about her buying a house this year. Yeah, we decided we don't want to rent anymore. Fucking so we're, we're She tells y'all before she tells me. Uh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. This is just. Check the thing, Brett. It's still green. Yeah, but we're recording on Anchor, dum-dum. What do you mean? No, we record. Oh, that was loud. So, I'm so sorry for the heckness. Yeah, we're good. Oh, we're low good. battery. I told you to get the charger. Go get the charger. Uh, but that means I have to stop recording. I told. Or you, you don't. I can, I can keep talking to okay, them. Okay. Well, I don't want them to see my booty. But it's a pretty booty. Yeah, but I'm not giving away no free content. Fine, then stop the recording. I'm going to just cover it with my blankie. They're still going to see your ass. Yeah, but they won't see the goods. All right, I'm going to give you a description of our ass as she walks by. Here, we're going to go like this. Pew! Pew! It is very plump and, ooh, hot damn, right in front of my face. Very plump and luscious. Ooh, girl, you would look hella good in a Calvin Klein thong. Ah, Like again, the most hectic podcast known to man. We really are. Come on, just show the booty. Just show no, the booty, Brit. I'm not giving no free content. This is why I wear socks on our podcast, so no one can see my feet neither. <laughs> no free content up in here. I mean, facts. I was we- gonna try and sneak behind it, but there's no way my butt's fitting behind that. Nope. There isn't. Hello. If my butt can't fit, your butt can't fit. Oh, now I get the front view. Oh, hot damn. Look at that booty. Look at that booty. Violation. <laughs> it's not really a violation when you're my best friend. I did drop my lid to my pop, though. That sucks. 
on another note, there guys. So I'm sorry, we're chaos. <coughs> My wisdom tooth came in. <gasps> you haven't had them out? Bitch, look. Oh my god, yeah, it's there. Doesn't that hurt? Yes! Now, it doesn't feel like you've never sunshines and roses. How have you made it this far without getting your wisdom tooth taken out? I don't know. But it decided to peek itself through my gums in the middle of the night. Wow, like recently? Yeah, like when I was sick. So on top of me sneezing up the ass and coughing up the ass, blowing my nose up the ass, Everything and vomiting was up the ass, up and having that. a fever up the ass, my wisdom tooth was like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? So I know that I haven't tried to come in in a while. I literally got mine out so young. Like, I was in the eighth grade. So what, 13, 14? I've named him Jerry. <laughs> so Jerry just decided to pop through, and he's like, we're just going to hang out here for a little while. <laughs> I love how your wisdom teeth is, like, southern. <laughs> Let's just go hang here for a little while. Is that all right with you? Nice. I know that your jaw really hurts. I know that your face I, really hurts. You should it's killing me. Probably uh, get those taken out. Bitch, I got a dentist appointment in two weeks. That was the earliest I could get in. Oh, well, that's good. At least something. I just put a shit ton of clove on there. Yeah. But yeah, so looking at... But you knew we were looking at houses because I looked literally at... Be- b-dubs when i was sitting right next to you we were looking at i houses. know but both me and you have looked at houses before just to look at houses yeah no that's you didn't hear marshall say <coughs> yeah save those so you can show the broker oh no i didn't hear him uh, so i block out marshall sometimes sorry babe i love you <laughs> he's so far behind in our episodes it'll be like two months before he hears this what a great support system uh, hey at least our podcast is in his rotation i mean yeah i will give him that my mom listened to the first one and she was like, have fun. <laughs> My mom doesn't know what a podcast is. I love mom. <laughs> okay. Should we get into the nitty gritty? Okay. Yeah, we probably really should. But... Now that we've but taken up enough of their time. With yeah, we're sorry. We're chaos. <clears throat> All right. But we were. Words? Yes. I can't think of them. Well, let me start off with if you or anyone you know has information on any of these 411 cases or any you've seen these people or anything like that, um, please call 888-653-0009 for all information. Yes, factual. All right, well... Do you want to start? I can't remember who started last. Yes, because like, I'm, I'm going to get a little uh, dive into something here. Yeah. So a lot of the um, stories that you'll hear about Missing 411 and that you'll find on the internet will um, have something pertaining to a man named um, David Pollard. Yes. The former police officer who is now an investigator mm-hmm. and writer known primarily for his self-published books dedicated to proving the reality of Bigfoot and establishing the Missing 411 Conspiracy Theory. The Missing 411 is a series of books and films which documented the cases of people who have gone missing in national parks and elsewhere and maintain that the cases are unusual and mysterious. Contrary to the data analysis, which suggests that they are not actually statistically 
purpose or even unexpected, according to Pauletz. His work on the subject began when he was doing research in a national park and an off-duty park ranger found him and expressed concern about the questionable nature of some of the missing persons cases which occurred on in the parks. The ranger knew Pauletz's background and asked him to research the issue and he obliged and asserts that he uncovered multiple lines of evidence suggesting negligence on the part of Park Service in failing to locate missing people. He then broadened his investigation to include missing people from across the world and led to his belief that he has uncovered a mysterious um, series of worldwide disappearances, which he said defined logical and conventional explanation. And as of August 2021, Elias has now written at least 10 books on Missing 411 yeah, he, topics. <clears throat> he sees his role as an investigator into pointing to a problem, not a cause. And he has classified over 1,440 ca- missing person cases o- under the Missing 411 label now. Yep. The man is... Uh, Definitely something else. Yeah. Um, some people like him. Um, some people don't. I mean, he's a very, like, he he's a controversial a, person. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. His work is very controversial. Controversial. So, like, he himself has going to be a controversial topic in people's eyes as well. See, so, yeah, if we're going to, like, so, like, when we dive into this, um, after one of my story or one of my cases, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to give some of my personal theories as to what I think could potentially be going on. Mm-hmm. That we could kind of yeah jump off of that because I plan this episode to. It might be a little longer just because of like the interesting facts and wanting to talk about the case. But yeah. we're not hoping to like keep you guys forever. But just want to give you a heads up because yeah, these and are also- these are very important cases and we want them to get out. We want like you know word for word like. This is what happened. Yeah. This is how it happened. All of that is very important to at least us. Right. And we do also want to remind you guys that these are real people and real cases. Like, these are people that had loved ones and families and, you know, people that cared about them. So we do want to do this in a respectful way as well. Yes. Definitely. But also still being able to have a sense of wonder. Yeah. Without exactly. being um, disrespectful. Yeah. To them and the, you know, what they've gone through with dealing with their missing family members. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So um, the first case that we're going to start with um, is the unexplained 2015 death of Henry McCabe. Um, he vanishes after leaving behind a um, very bizarre voicemail, which I will play. Um, he was found drowned two months later. Um, I am going to give a heads up um, on the voicemail. So it is going to be playing from like a news site, but it does play um, the video and you will hear the news people talk about it. But it will. But his wife will be talking in it. So like. Um, basically kind of like this episode is a trigger warning for everybody yeah. that has anything that could be closely related to this, any missing. Um, it is very emotional to Jesus God, a cat just scared me. Um, 
So I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but in 2015, 32 year old <laughs> Henry McCabe, a liber. I did this I, when I read it to myself the first time. A Liberian immigrant who worked as an auditor for the Minnesota Department of Revenue lived in Mounds View with his wife, Karen, and two daughters. While his family was away in California, Henry spent the evening of September 6th going out to a nightclub <laughs> in Spring Lake Park with two friends. Um, William uh, Kennedy and Calvin Johnson. After they left at 2 a.m. on September 7th, Kennedy claimed that Henry asked to be dropped off at a Super America gas station in town of Friedeli, even though it was a couple miles in the opposite direction of his home. At 2.28 a.m., Karen McCabe received a call in California from Henry's cell phone and heard her husband screaming in distress and saying someone shot him. Karen attempted to call Henry's brother, Tim Borbar, but got his voicemail, which wound up recording the last two minutes of Henry's call. It contained what appeared to be high-pitched sounds of Henry moaning in pain, along with bizarre and unexplained growling noises. The mm -hmm. call concluded with several seconds of silence and the male voice saying, Stop it. Unfortunately, the full recording of the voicemail has never been publicly released, and the only available version is from a news broadcast which plays snippets, which is the one that I will play for you here in just a second. Um, Henry's cell phone was disconnected shortly after the call, though it pinged off a tower near um, Creekview Park in the town of New Brighton, which is approximately four miles east of where he was. Um, police beca became suspicious of William Kennedy when they checked out the surveillance footage at the Super America gas station and did not see him dropping Henry off. It turned out Kennedy had gotten the location wrong as the police soon found footage of dropping Henry off at a holiday gas station two miles away. Strangely, Kennedy and Henry's keys... Strangely, Kennedy had Henry's keys in his possession, even though Henry would have... Ha would have required them to enter his house. The other friend from the nightclub, Calvin Johnson, also turned over Henry's wallet, claiming that Henry became so intoxicated that he took his wallet to prevent him from buying any more drinks. On November 2nd, his body was discovered in Rush Lake in New Brighton, approximately four miles east of the Holiday gas station. Even though Henry was, was heard saying he was shot during his phone call, there were no gunshot wounds or injuries on his body. No noticeable signs of foul play. The coroner ruined his cause of death to be drowning. Um, investigators did not rule out the possibility of suicide. Ouch, Zeus. Um, Henry had been experiencing personal problems. Um, but he was severely, he was intoxicated that night. But nothing will be able to account for the bizarre noises that were left in said voice. Well, dude, I'm sorry. This is what I mean about crackhead cats. So I will pull this up. You're going to hear the news broadcast too, along with it. Like I said, the only, you can only think, find it with the news. There are two minutes worth of noises 
bizarre ones with very little actual talking. Authorities confirmed the disturbing middle-of-the-night call came from Henry McCabe's cell phone. It was Labor Day, September 7th at 2.28 in the morning. McCabe's worried wife heard the message. His and my cell phone connected. Minnesota Community Policing Services is a nonprofit agency and acts as a go-between with police and the Liberian community. The leader is trying to help the family make some sense of this recording. The growls turned to high-pitched moans. Like, so, like, he's moaning in pain. like moaning in pain. The tortured grunts suddenly stop. There is silence. Then someone, either Henry or another person, says, Stop it. I try to picture where he was. Um, what it might have been like. What circumstances. And that's where I'll leave that one. Jesus, that's intense. Like, that's a lot of. I mean, some, like, just throw it out there. We don't know what Bigfoot noises are. Mm -mm. Which will then also bring me to um, one of my um, theories on on Bigfoot. Uh Um, For the missing 411 cases, I had a theory. Could be Uh right, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. So let's say these hikers are hurt, they're wounded. What if Bigfoot finds them, takes them, and that's how these hikers get to these crazy-ass places that they shouldn't be, and Bigfoot actually takes care of them until they're better, but then leaves said spot. But then wouldn't those people that, like, randomly show up again, like, wouldn't they be like, yeah, Bigfoot took care of me? Half of the time they're blacked out. I mean, yeah, maybe. They don't remember what happened. I said it's just a theory. That's true. But I do like the theory because Bigfoot is love. But, I mean, it's a de- I, I don't think Bigfoot's out there killing. But then again, like, what do we know about him? Right. But, like I said, that's one of my theories. Yeah. It's a fair point. Um, especially pertaining to um, children's ones. Yeah. Um, are the ones that... Uh, really peek your like Bigfoot yeah radar. yeah I can't pet you because I'm trying to stop you from stepping on my computer <laughs> <clears throat> all right who do you have oh wait let me open my popcorn get ready you want some ASMR ew I hate this already uh, just open the bag ow I'm sorry, I got some okie doke cheesy popcorn <laughs> for Britney's story time. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm going to uh, push my mic back so you don't hear me munch munching. <laughs> okay, so I have Stacy Aris. I apologize if I pronounced that last name wrong. Hold but on one more time. Sorry, guys. Okay, we're good. Um. She went missing July 17th, 1981. Is she still missing? She's still missing to this day. That's freaking awful. So Stacy was a, or is a 14-year-old girl, or was a 14-year-old girl at this time. She was out with her father and um, a couple other members. I believe it was 
um, 10 people total in her group. Um, they're out horseback riding or on a mule back ride, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and after they arriving at the Sunrise High Sierra Camp for the night, Stacy decided to go for a little walk to stretch her legs and take some pictures after the long ride. She asked her father, thank you for taking a screenshot. <laughs> um, she asked her father and a couple of the other members of the group if they wanted if they would like to come with her, and they all declined. So Stacy decided to go by herself. She had made it very clear to her father that she was only going down to the nearby lake that was within earshot. Like, literally, I don't know, like, the actual layout, but, like, just, you know. He could holler and be like, y'all bitch. Yeah. And she'd be like. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. She disappeared in Yosemite National Park. And that will bring me to another thing after Brittany is done. (laughs) Um, So she, just with, you know, with an earshot. Um, With... No reported incidents of any animal predation in the area. Her father was not too concerned about her going off by herself. Um, however, once she disappeared from her father's eyesight, Stacy disappeared for good. Like, that was the last time he had ever talked to her or anyone ever saw her. Um, like, the police theorized like if you look at the newspaper um like reports and um articles from back then which are very hard to read because they're all photo scanned into the internet but um they say that you know she was having some family and friend troubles and just like a teenage girl missing her boyfriend yeah so they try you know say I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to, like, allege that she could have just ran. Ran off. Um, but that was the last time um, anyone would ever see her again. After a very detailed search for over nine days with over 100 people, they had, like, the dog, uh, you know, like, the sniffy dogs canine unit that's what they're called and helicopters nothing was ever found of stacy other than her camera lens cap wow that was the only thing they found from their search but literally it like all trails went cold no helicopter sightings and i mean Yosemite National Park is a huge national park to get lost in. Oh, yeah. It's no... But to be somewhere like... You're a teenage girl. Of course you're going to go take pictures at the lake that you're camping at. Yeah, like, but how are just... you going to disappear that fast? That's the problem. Right. And that's the thing is I couldn't actually find anything in any of the articles that said like... um, Like how far the actual thing or like how long like what the span of time was before all of a sudden they like her dad went to go look for her and she was gone did you want to know a fun fact what did you know that um missing 411 sites are getting taken down for absolutely no reason for people questioning missing 411 cases interesting um why why are you taking down stuff about right what's so 
what's so obscene that you have to why are why are things getting taken down that's why the information that people can find that's why a lot of it is very minimal which you know what i actually like um on so it's nps.gov mm-hmm. which national park services.gov yeah. um they have a lot of and it's yes but they give you a very small yes when you find other places that go deeper in it, they'll find they'll give you more information but the national parks barely give you anything why yeah. although they'll give you all the information um like it says that the search team included approximately 80 people on foot six teams or six dog teams and two helicopters went out searching um that's one not enough people but see um and then like one of the other days it had 90 to 100 people combined um so but by the time like the the following you know like at the end of the nine days it was only about 50 yeah um and which i get like they always say the first 40 yosemite yosemite national park literally has over 1600 individuals every year that go vanishing without a trace which it's so crazy because you 16 hundred how do they think. go without a tra- how do 1600 people disappear without a trace right and you have to think do you know how many expert trackers there are just how many how? fucking hillbilly hunters out I, there that, that know how is to what track like an blows my mind right because so and then like if you want to get really technical with this and really get into this i went deep into this okay so since 2017 okay this is how many search and rescue missions had happened. Grand Canyon National Park, 290. Jesus. Yosemite, 233. Rocky Mountain National Park. They went on 165 search and rescue missions. Not one came back. Sequoia National Park, 138. Like, these, it doesn't make sense that all these people go missing, but only so few are actually being looked for. and or rescued Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what angers me the most right so what are the rest of the so what are the rest of these like 24 or 24 or 1400 people where Mm -hmm. are they do people know they're like do they know they're gone did why why are they not being searched for you know what i'm saying it gets super frustrating when you actually go deep into it and, and you're like oh that it, it infuriates me <coughs> but that's one of my uh, things that makes me super mad yeah but i've got another case okay go for it um it might not be as well known but it is uh very interesting okay in the summer of 1958 a 10 year old 
um, named Bobby Bizup was attending a Catholic camping retreat called Camp St. Malo at Rocky Mountain National Park, along with a group of other youths. On August 15th, the introverted and partially deaf Bissup went down to a place called Cabin Creek in order to do some fishing. And at the time, there would have been nothing unusual about it, but there were camp counselors nearby, and the creek was a popular place for the boys to fish. When it was time to head back to join the others for dinner, a counselor got the boy to head back with him, and the two began their walk to the nearby camp. According to the counselor who was with Bissup at the time, the boy was right on his heels, yet he glanced over his shoulder to find the boy completely gone. How is he just on your heels and then gone the next second? Um, even, even though he had been following very close to him moments before. The startled counselor was sure that he was just playing like a game of hide and seek because he's 10. Right. I mean, that's fair. So he looked around the area and called out for the boy, but there was no sign of him. When other counselors were called and no one could find him, authorities were notified and so began a nine-day long intensive search involving nearly 400 police officers, volunteers, and airmen from Denver Lowry's Air Force Base utilizing aircraft and tracker dogs. But absolutely no trace of Bissup was found. That's what I don't understand. How, wh- like, how is the scent gone? You know what I mean? For, like, the yeah. scent tracing dogs. Like, how is the scent gone and everything? And it was quite baffling because he had been right behind that counselor. And it seemed impossible that he could have gotten so far on his own. Right. Um, some odd clues came out at the time, though. Um, there was a report of a vacationing doctor that had seen Bissup 15 miles away in a hardware store. What? Yeah. But at the time of the incident, this was seen not as a very reliable lead because no one could figure out how the boy could have possibly made it so far through the wilderness on his own. I mean, that amount more of time. astounding things have. It wasn't Ow. considered possible. Um, but tragically, this case would be solved. But not without leaving behind more mysteries. So, in June of 1959, nearly one year after going missing, some torn clothing and a broken hearing aid and a few bone fragments were found in a remote area. Oh, my. 2,500 feet up Mount Meeker in the middle of nowhere and about three miles from where he had gone missing. Sadly, the bones were found to be those of the missing boy, but it was rather odd since the remains were found in the middle of an area that had been extensively and thoroughly searched beforehand. Mm -hmm. There was also the fact that this area was not easily reached, and no one could figure out how the missing boy could have possibly gotten there or even why he would have wanted to head up that mountain to begin with. Right. Considering most people who are lost head towards lower ground. Also, besides those few bone fragments, no physical trace has ever been found, leading to wonder where's the rest of his body. Do they know what kind of bone fragments they were? They don't say. They don't say. Um, And what happened to him will forever remain a mystery. That's crazy. That's insane. 
Like, what are the... Ch- That's so far. Yeah, so far. How did a fucking 10-year-old boy get up a mountain? Right. In the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> That's crazy. I have one kind of like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You want to hear? I do. Let me hear my popcorn. <laughs> oh, my God. You and your snacks. Okay, so this is... Oh, um, This is the case of Ronald Kirk um, from 2012. He disappeared in Red Rock Cannon, Coleco Basin. What a name. Yes. I didn't know where that was, so don't worry. I Google mapped it for you. Thank you. It's in Nevada. Just like a Nevada thing. Yep. Just probably about 30 to 40 minutes outside of Las Vegas. And the trail he was on was about a three mile hike. So not even that long. Like, I know for you it's long, but like, if you like, this guy was. Walking to the end of my driveway to grab the trash can is long. (laughs) You're ridiculous. But like, this guy was, like, super fit. Like, this was his, like, jam. Was he, like, super fit, Brett? Super fit. Um, I was, like, sit here stuffing my face full of popcorn. But, yeah. So, like, a three-mile hike is, like, we've got hikes around here that are, like, 20 miles long. Like, probably turn this the other way. Yeah, don't give no free sponsorships. I mean, who can sponsor me? I love it. Anyway, Ronald was a runner and a former Marine. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was, oh, like... Oh, what the fuck was up? Yeah. Like, with a ton of history and just spending his time, like, free time outdoors and doing these kinds of trips slash, like, daily adventures. So, it, like, he wasn't just, like, oh, I'm gonna go walk I'm gonna in go the woods. I'm going to hike. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go walk in the woods like, for the first time. Me. Yeah, like, like... I would be missing. Yeah. I'd try to order a pizza. <laughs> So when he notified his friends that he was going in this area, no one brought any up concerns. Like, no one was worried about this former Marine. I wouldn't be. Right. So, um, they knew this is what he normally did. So, like, go for it, bro. Mm. But unfortunately sad. for this hiker, it was the last time his friends would ever hear from him again. Now, the search and rescue did find Kirk, but sadly, it was just his body. Not that. Um, it also took them months to find him. And not only, and when they did find him, he was only 200 meters from a popular trail called Turtlehead Peak. Like, a very popular trail. I just farted. I got really, like, nervous. <laughs> like this would be like someone being like oh yeah I did the Kent trails everyone knows the Kent like that's not everyone but like in our town like everyone knows the Kent trails that's like our popular Mm, so eventually someone's gonna be found over there the way that this town's going anyway anyway but yeah so like um so authorities tried to just justify the delay in finding him by saying his remains blended in with the pigment of the soil and rock formations. What color was he? I don't know. 
I'd also want to Was remind- he the color of clay? That's that's yeah, exactly. Was he red? Because you do realize clay is red, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to remind you that the search and rescue had gone over this area multiple times before his body was actually found. And this was a very popular hiking trail. So how could all the normal hikers and like dogs, dogs, search and rescue go over this trail so many times and not see him? So was he really there the whole time? I don't think so. Or did something put him there after? Definitely put him. I think that so there have been um there's a whole bunch of different theories as to what happens yeah. in these national parks. Um you've got from are there crazy serial killers in the woods? Occultists. Yeah, occultists. Are there um cannibals that live in the woods? Like the right. people that just live off the land but are cannibals. Yep. Cryptids. Um yep, different sorts of cryptids. Are they alien abductions? I kind of think his might have been an alien abduction. But usually aliens don't kill you. But let's say this. Kind of like your Bigfoot. He hurts. He he hurts himself. He gets you know, sprains yeah. an ankle. You know. Whatever. Something. Alien come take care of you. No. Alien comes. Is like, well, this is something we haven't seen before. How does the body react? You yeah. know? He ends up dying. Or, you know, any cryptid, really. You know, they try to help out, but he, you know, still ends, dies. Ends up dying still. And they're like, oh no. <gasps> yeah. And I mean, if he's not able to move on, maybe that's just where he where he was when he finally kicked it. Because I couldn't find what state they found his body in. Oh. So I don't know. Because I'm assuming to even play off the blended in with the pigments and rock formations theory that do? he'd have to be pretty decomposed especially a couple months later after he disappeared. Did he also turn into a chameleon in this time frame too? I don't I don't know. Because that's all I'm thinking like 200 meters it's like not far that's at all that's not far at all like that's you can pretty you can you could easily see that from the main trail. Yeah so, what happened in those few months? It's insane. That's like I said, they didn't. I, I they didn't say what part, like what part of decomposition or any. Like, was he fresh? No, he, was did, he fresh meat? Was he, he like super it? dead meat? Or yeah, was he was he obviously dead for like a period of time? Who knows? Well, I have a missing 411. Do it. Uh, Where the man actually survives. Okay, please do tell. Uh, Oh, wow, that was. I am so sorry. That That was a high quality. Was actually. Unintentional. Okay. Please tell us about the one that survived. I will. This one, um, it's really interesting and really weird. Mm. Um, in 1977, in February, 
a 24-year-old man named Stephen Kubakiek, I'm probably saying it wrong, um, (laughs) was cross-country skiing through the snow near Lake Michigan. Now, once he reached the edge of the lake, he took his skis off to sit down and rest. When he got up to leave, his own tracks were gone and became lost. Which is quite common in February in Michigan. The last thing he remembers was walking through the snow feeling numb and exhausted. He blacked out. And in a blink of the eye, it was spring. Oh. Wait for it. Whoa. Wait for it. He was laying in a grassy field in the middle of a forest. Wearing clothes that weren't his. Sitting next to him was a stranger's backpack containing running shoes and glasses that did not belong to him either. Whoa. He hiked to the nearest town and asked the local resident where he was. They told him he was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Whoa. 700 miles away from where he was skiing. What the hell? His aunt and father lived there, so he knocked on his aunt's door. His family was in shock, hugging him and asking him where he's been. Stephen had been missing for 14 months. When Stephen had first gone missing, the search team found his poles and skis at the edge of the lake, where there were only one set of footprints leading towards the water but none walking away. What the hell? They could only assume that he drowned himself in the freezing lake. He had missing for so long, everyone assumed him dead. The official explanation is that he had amnesia and that he was wandering in a fugue state, but even the doctors are baffled by this case. It's incredibly rare. I know. It's incredibly rare for someone to lose their memory for such a, Wait, so 14 months he was missing? And he woke up in fucking Massachusetts, dude. He lost a whole year of his life. No fucking idea. Oh my god. And the doctors say that it's incredibly rare for someone to lose their memory with such a large chunk of time. Yeah, a whole year. And it still leaves so many unanswered questions. I have so many questions. I know. Excuse me. His story was included in a psychology case about, in a book about amnesia. Excuse me. But even the experts have been unable to figure out what actually happened. Stephen had already earned a degree in linguistics before he went missing. But he was so fascinated by his own case that he went on to earn his PhD in psychology because he wanted answers about his own disappearance and yet could never find them. Yeah. Solving the mystery of his missing year became an obsession. He went on to publish a book called The Metamathematical Foundations of Existence, uh, Godel, Quantum, and God (laughs) and Beyond. And in it, he writes about the possibility of him walking into an alternate universe. Whoa. What the? That's got to be alien abduction, right? Like, there's no it way. It has to be. Like, there's no way to. For, like, 700 miles away. 
There's no way. And I want you and I want to I want to reread this part because I want to make sure that like this is this is grasped. There was only one set of footprints leading toward the water, but none walking away. Remember, his footprints disappeared. Right. Why is there one set that stayed? Well, and that's an enough- entire for an entire time that he was missing why is there one set of footprints when they go but there are none others but this is the thing there shouldn't have been any footprints none he was skiing there should have just been the ski trail exactly why are there footprints dude that's mind-blowing i mean not to like sound messed up then I've already made myself sound, but my next, my last story doesn't even compare now. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? I messed up. That blew my, I'm just like reading it and I'm like, oh, this is in Michigan. What? And then I'm like, he took his skis up. He hiked to the nearest town and he asked where he was. And I told him Massachusetts. I was like, oh, Massachusetts. What the fuck? Massachusetts? That's so like, far. Because Dude, I can't. I'm losing it. My mind is losing. That's not just, you know, up a mountain. It's like, <laughs> there's no way for him to have even, like, wandered in, like, a lucid state or, like, a, a fugue state. A fugue state, like, and no one's seen him either. That's so many towns and cities to go through. And states? Yeah. For no one to have been like, hey, bud, you okay? And for a year? What? Whose backpack was yeah, that? Yeah, whose ba- whose glasses were those? Whose backpack? Whose shoes? Whose fucking clothes are he wearing? Where? Yeah. Who's this person? Like, has he? Was he living a completely different life in freaking Massachusetts? And he only needed to wear glasses for a year? Like, like I'm just, I don't. This this one, like, dude. It blows my mind. Like, I'm literally, I think I'm going to read this book. That's going to be a lot of big words. <laughs> but, like. Oh, my God. What if he did? What if he walked into an alternate universe? I mean, think about it. Okay, we talk about alternate universes all the time. Right. But how would he have. But what still baffles is, so he says that he starts going again. Right. Yep, here, so he I'll read it. Skiing again. Yep. Um, when he got up to leave, his tracks were gone. He became lost. Last thing he remembers was walking through the snow, feeling numb and exhausted. He blacked out, and in a blink of an eye, it was spring. He was laying in a grassy field in the middle of a forest, wearing clothes that weren't his. Sitting next to him was a stranger's backpack containing running shoes and glasses that did not belong were to him either. Were the running shoes his size? Like, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Okay, well, I guess I guess I'll read my next story. It's no weird. Uh, like Fiona already yawned. <laughs> She's like, I'm over it. You got your uh, brother scratched you in the eye. Now you're bleeding. Oh, Jesus. Two of you are a mess. Oh, gotta grab my popcorn. <laughs> it's like so nonchalant, but this little boy's face just like broke my heart. Let me see. I'm almost done this one. Look at him. Yeah. And they, uh, we'll post the pictures on social media. Like, they did an age progression. 
but what he'd be. And he just looks like such a sweetheart. And my heart broke. Um, so this one is the dif- disappearance of Samuel. I I'm apologize for me probably butchering this last name, but Buell hike? Bow hike? Ridiculous. Um, he disappeared in October uh twenty sixteen. I'm sorry, twenty two thousand and six. Oh my gosh. Are you stroking out? What's yes. the number thing? Not dyslexic, the other one. Yeah, dyslexic is the number thing. Is it? Yeah. Well, says he's dyslexic, but he just doesn't know words. Yeah, dyslexic is words and numbers. Oh. You learn something new every day. You don't um, like to wear popcorn. But he disappeared from Crater Lake National Park. That know. sounds like a fucked up lake. It's in Oregon. Well, don't worry, I Google mapped it for you. There's your answer. So it's in Oregon. Sorry, Oregonians. I don't know what you're called. <laughs> um, it's you're in, Oregonians right now. It's in Oregon, about 35 to 40 minutes outside of Prospect. But Sam was an eight-year-old little boy when he went missing. White male, about four foot eight inches, well, eighty-five pounds. Light brown hair, brown eyes, and was last seen wearing a long sleeve black and green striped shirt, cargo pants, red suede shoes, and a blue winter coat. What if they found him and he was wearing the same thing and never changed age? I don't know. He has a mole underneath his right ear and a mole on the left side of his throat. He was last seen at 4 p.m. October 14th, 2006. That's such a long time ago. Right. It says that Sammy ran up a cinder slope into the woods and vanished. Hmm. Just never to be seen again. He was with his father um, out in the park. And yeah, it, it really just. homeboy just up and yeah. disappeared? Um, It just, he was there one moment and gone the next so there's not much no the case just that there's nothing i mean they don't really even go in like i couldn't find much about like the search efforts or anything um on him but he's just so he was so cute and so it says sammy was a passion had a passionate personality bordering on stubbornness he had a mild form of autism and when manifesting itself in a fear of loud noises and bright lights. Um, but yeah, so it said um, the bull hikes, well, I'm so sorry, had stopped at a pullout at 4 p.m. about 500 yards east of the Cleetwood Cove parking lot and were walking on the north side of Rim Drive. The boy and his father had stopped to play tag and hide-and-seek on Cinder Slope, where Sammy saw some yellow he was hoping might be gold. As darkness approached, and his father walked a short distance to the car so the two could return to their rented cabin near Diamond Lake, Sammy stayed on the slope, refusing to come down. 
Keith chased after him, but Sammy, likely thinking it was a game, stayed about 500 feet ahead. Um, his dad said, I never caught up with him. At that point, he disappeared to the to- over the top somewhere, and I just lost him. Oh, here we go. The search. I found it now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, um, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the most unpolite podcast on air. Um, that should be our saying. Everyone's like, super scary podcasts. They're like, scariest podcast on there most impolite podcast in america <laughs> the britney and tori oh i really do hope you know um squirrel moment yeah. if you guys do listen to last week's episode my fart is audible <laughs> i love that oh, and i didn't and i'm sorry i didn't have the heart to take it out because it was so funny because you were cackling <laughs> I mean, you were, we were laughing so hard that, like, the mics couldn't pick up us cackling because we were laughing so hard. I'm like, nope, it's staying. I didn't take it out. So Uh, you're welcome for that. Sorry, but also you're welcome for the cackling. Okay, so I did find the search efforts. So um, the search force quickly uh, increased to more than 200 people combined. Um, over the sw- six square miles or 4,000 acres. Mm-hmm. Um, they had dogs, helicopters, and even heat-seeking cameras, but no traces of the boy were ever found. Um, if- officials said that the helicopter crew spotted some tracks, but they ended up just being wildlife. But, okay, yeah. sir. So, I mean... They've never found anything. No remains, no trail. Um, yeah, I mean, people assume, like, you're a scared little kid. Once, you, once your first track, you know, be to turn around and run back to your dad. But then at the same time, if you've run so far in, how do you know which way you exactly mm-hmm. came from at that point? Exactly. But... Yeah, so we'll we'll post pictures of the ones that are still missing, because you know, who knows that yes, one guy. Yes, we will definitely be, and then I'm posting the numbers to call. Um, yes, but to because who knows that one guy was gone for a year, over a year, and he came back. So, you know what? Stranger things have happened, and you know, if you fall, you hit your head, you you get amnesia, you don't know who you are. Who knows? Yeah. Um. And I've got a story that I found um, from a girl, basically, who's saying, you can either fucking believe me or not, but this is what happened to me. Okay. Um, And she calls it her missing 411 story. Okay. Um, I was out hiking deep in the mountains in a remote and peaceful village. The weather was quiet and normal and very calm. It was sunny with a few puffy clouds slowly drifting by. The wind blew through the trees to make a soft swishing sound, all the leaves shaking in the air. The wind was nice and cool as it came down the mountains. The humidity was pretty high, but the cool wind kept me from sweating. So I decided to go hiking down some red dirt roads on my island nation and go deep into the Pecan Vista Mountains for a beautiful hike that would be like no other. When I got... um 
far enough away from the village where I started and I, and all I heard were birds, I began to pick up my pace. I had to walk 17 miles over big hills and falling over logs underneath <laughs> tall pine trees and Washington palms. I was camping during the night and running during the day. On day two, I had covered eight more miles and I was nine miles away from the spot where my friends were going to pick me up. I began running faster and faster, excited to get there. I occasionally took a break to drink some water from my pack, and then suddenly the wind stopped blowing. The birds went quiet, and the whole forest stood still. At first, I didn't notice anything, but after a few seconds, I realized that it couldn't have been a passing predator because even the wind was not blowing. That's strange, yeah. I blacked out. Mm. You ready for this? That's not a good sign. And I woke up in a hospital. Okay. Oh God. Here we go. Okay. People told me I freaked out and I had a heart attack when the wind stopped and that's why I was there. But here's the weird thing. They found me all the way down at sea level on a beach on a completely different island about 50 miles east of where I blacked out. Whoa. But it only happened two hours and 45 minutes later. This bitch was on a completely different fucking island. I don't think it's physically possible to travel 50 miles walking or running in two hours. No. I don't think that's physically possible. She was found 50 miles east on a different fucking island. So she would have had to swim and or swim and run slash walk 50 miles in two hours in order for that to have happened without any supernatural paranormal activity yeah there's no way no not even close but how would she have gotten because she had a she was still up in the mountains right and she was she still she was way- still like a day away from reaching where she was supposed to be with her friends. Uh-huh. Okay? So, we're talking a bitch. Freaking teleported. Yeah. The fuck? Oh, my God. That's insane. But oh. I was like, because I was wondering when I was reading it, I was like, there is a, there has to be a certain reason why she is being very specific. Yeah. About certain things right in the story and then when she's like the wind was gone and the second the wind she realized the wind wasn't blowing why did she black out why right. was the wind the indicator yeah I the second the wind stopped blowing she was gone and then just poof whole nother island whole nother island she's found and then put in a hospital and it all happened in like two hours and 45 minutes that's crazy. Well, guys, like I said at the beginning, if you have any information, have you if you see our pictures on social media and you're like, hey, I've seen that person or, you know, because um, we're going to try to find because I know some of our stories are quite um, old. So at this point, they we, have, I do have pictures of the other two. Um, yeah, we've got um, we're going to try and find we'll post the original pictures. And then because they are so old now, a lot of them have age 
generated photos as well. So if you happen to be like, hey, that kind of looks like so-and-so or, you know, hey, I, you know, heard da-da-da story, you know, anything like that, please call and give any information to 888-653-0009. And please go with a buddy. Yes, buddy system always. But I I don't know that one little kid story. He was with a buddy and he still... From now on, we are going to have leashes on each other wherever we go. Deal. You go, I go. Deal. You poof, I poof. Fucking sucks whoever takes us they're just gonna we're just like we're gonna be like this like sorry we're a package deal (laughs) you can't just have one get one of us i'm blacked out just dangling behind you (laughs) and and i'm just and i'm here i'm like are you gonna feed me (laughs) she has a really specific diet Um, lactose intolerant. Actually, we're both lactose intolerant, but we'll definitely eat cheese. But please don't give us milk. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, She's technically not supposed to eat gluten, but she'll eat it anyways. But um, you'll have to deal with her poops later. (laughs) So, um, if you could just like go through like, I don't know. If you could just bring us a menu. That would be really cool. Um, we're really good about chicken nuggets. Super good about chicken nuggets, especially if they're fun shaped. <laughs> if you want to get us a subway, like that'd be bomb. Ooh, she um... likes a six inch turkey with provolone. Stop cooking. With spinach oh, and pickles God. and tomatoes and black <laughs> olives and sweet onion teriyaki sauce. <laughs> An Italian bread not toasted. Ew. God, so if anyone wants to send Subway, you know what, it's, what it is. <laughs> Mine is a tuna <laughs> with um, <laughs> lettuce and spinach with um, mayo and ranch, please. Oh and pepper God. jack cheese, not toasted. We'll take any size. <laughs> I, I won't. Only six inches because I have no self-control if I have a foot long. <laughs> Bitch, you saw me eat a foot long when you keep me. I was on my second half. I was plowing that shit down in my mouth. I literally can't breathe. Oh, guys, you know the deal. Follow us on social media. Yes! (laughs) Facebook. We have a group and a page. Um, Group and a page. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. And TikTok. TikTok. And if you don't already, we are also on YouTube. If you're a YouTube viewer, what's up? Um, (laughs) Where you can see us struggling in life. Yeah. For real, always struggling. But yeah, follow us on social medias. And if you have any spooky encounters, topics you want to hear, anything above, and want to just say hi, please email us at beafraidofthedarkpodcast.org. Be afraid of the dark podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and Britt and I are gonna get our merch art back soon. We're really excited about that. As soon as we get our art back, we are gonna post it and show you guys what it's gonna look like. Uh, Britt and I are gonna get a few things. Yeah, Um, you guys have to show that you want it before we'll yes. Um, and we will definitely, I am gonna do uh, we will do a giveaway for one merch product, I believe. I think I'm gonna do a sweatshirt or a t shirt. Um, Ooh, what should our goal be for that? I don't know. 
Um, but I will give, do a giveaway. We do have um, a couple people on the list who will just be getting one. My husband will not because he's a butt face and didn't get me a sweatshirt for his uh, actual company. So he's not getting one for our podcast. <laughs> That's me just being a petty ass bitch. Um, oh, maybe maybe once we hit 1,000 plays. We're at like 600 now. Yeah. Yeah. So once we hit 1,000 plays, we'll do, a, we'll, we'll do a little giveaway. Yes. Oh! And um, we're going to uh, have... Um, coffee cups that are going to come out that are going to say what's your paranormal status don't spill all the tea. no yeah we do so they know so they're ahead no, it's gotta, we gotta do like a merch release Is there, yeah but that's not all of them I got more boo well yeah I know okay but until next time Jerry remember Don't look behind you.